0: Once again, this week, we have a standalone parable by Matthew. What does that mean to have a standalone parable? Well, the only time we hear this parable is in his gospel account. And that was the same last week as well. And so, doing a little bit more research on, on this passage, I try to think now, why, why is that important? Was that just some trivia information so you can answer? the Bible question, trivias you may play? No. It's important because we have to remember who St. Matthew is and who he was before he was an apostle. Actually, we celebrated St. Matthew's feast day on, on Thursday. And we hear about Matthew not until Matthew chapter 9. And it's called the call of St. Matthew. Because before Matthew was an apostle, who was he? He was a tax collector. Now you're thinking, well, Father, I'm a tax collector. What does that mean? And if you are, God bless you. It's not bad being a tax collector these days or an accountant. I always joke around. My dad was an accountant. My brother's an accountant. I don't think that's a sin for the most part, right? But why would it be maybe more of a, a big thing, especially 2,000 years ago? Well, tax collectors were kind of known as the squandrels of the earth, they, they cheated everyone, half to Caesar, half to me. They are very rich. They are very influential, but they are also kind of those people you just didn't want to associate with. They were well public sinners. So Jesus encounters Matthew, encounters him at the at the post, the tax collector's post, the custom post, whatever you want to call it, and he simply says to Matthew, "Follow me." And Matthew had Jesus come into his house, and he hosted a dinner for him, and he started to follow Christ. And yet, these last two parables—the reason they it maybe it stuck out to Matthew—one reason is because they have to deal with money. So Matthew's like, ha, ha, "This is my wheelhouse, and this is what he's going to remember a little bit more, especially when it comes to deal with money." Yes, but these last two parables also have to deal with mercy. And this is what Matthew encountered, was God's mercy. How Jesus said to him, follow me, even though he knew he was a huge sinner. In Matthew's house, people are grumbling against Jesus. How can you have dinner with these people? He said, I did not come to call the just, but sinners. And so Matthew, in Matthew's gospel, we have this huge theme of God's mercy and of his forgiveness. Where do we see that today, especially in this parable? You're thinking, Father, where is the mercy in here? It's a well-known parable. Even though we only hear it once every three years, I think we all pretty much, for the most part, may, may know it. We could probably recite a little bit of a paraphrase of it because it just sticks with us. Because when we hear it, we go, you know, it's not really just. It's not just that those who started at 6 o'clock in the morning got the same daily wage of those who started at 5 o'clock at night. And that means they had one hour of work to go. Because when it became evening, 6 o'clock, especially in Israel, it's 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is kind of the, the daylight for the most part. They got the same daily wage. Now, what is that daily wage, by the way? It's a denarii. A denari is not going to make you rich, but it'll provide all that you need. Remember, those people who are in the marketplace are coming what? They're coming because they are day laborers. They are temp workers, we could say. Remember, the social system is so much different back 2,000 years ago. There was a huge difference between the rich and and the poor. And so these day laborers, all they were trying to do was not try to put money into their savings account. They simply were trying to provide food for their household, enough to take care of them and their family. This is what happened. And so they're there in the marketplace, the ones at 6 a.m., and they go to work. The ones at 5 p.m., we go down a whole rabbit hole. Where were they at 6? Where were they at 9? Where were they at the noon? Where were they at 3? doesn't matter. They're there at five. A landowner goes out there and tells them, Come, come and work in my vineyard. And then gives them that full day wage. I would say gives them that full reward. And I like that interpretation better. So remember, what is this parable about? Jesus said, What? The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. So this parable, as most parables are, is about the kingdom of heaven. And who are the laborers, by the way? Us. We are the laborers. And yet God is what? He wants to give each and every one of us a full reward. What does this look like? How is this possible? Well, first off, we have to go back to our first reading today. We go back to Isaiah chapter 55, where it talks about God's mercy. Now we have this famous line in Isaiah 55, by the way, where it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. And that is so true, but I think sometimes we misinterpret that. Yes, his thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways, but in reference to what? In reference to his mercy. Because in Isaiah 55, verse 7, it says, What? Let the scoundrel forsake his way, and the wicked his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy, to our God who is generous in forgiving. So he's saying, Let the sinner, let the scoundrel forsake his way. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy, and he is generous and forgiving. And from this we what? We hear that his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. We hear more about this in our responsorial psalm. Psalm 145, verse 8. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. So we go back to the parable now. And we see those day workers are who? Those are the ones who come to the faith later in their life. Those who maybe are exactly like who? St. Matthew. And that's why St. Matthew loves this parable so much. He could identify with who he was. Maybe coming at noon or 3 p.m. Once again, we don't hear about Matthew until Matthew chapter 9. Pretty much halfway through his gospel account. So he's not there at the Sermon on the Mount. He's not there, you know, as Jesus is doing his miraculous fishing. He's there at the call of the apostles. He listens to this call, but he's not always present in the beginning. Maybe that's us. Maybe we came into the faith later in our life. And this gospel account should give us great joy that God is merciful. And that he's always willing to what? To take us. No matter when we come to him. Now yes, some of us have been in our faith life ever since baptism. We've been cradle Catholics, and we can say, we've never left the faith. And that's baloney, by the way. Every time we sin, we leave the faith. We separate ourselves from God. And yet he is what? He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. And what does he desire? He desires for us to come into his vineyard, this vineyard where we know we will be taken care of. And this faith life that is not actually a burden, it's actually a great gift. And so we say, I'm not going to wait until the last breath of my life to come to the Lord, I desire him now. But we also tell other people, it's not too late for you to come into relationship with God. He is always searching each and every one of us out. And for those who are not here with us tonight, those who will not be with us here tomorrow morning, God is searching them out those who are on this faith journey, but they've left. It's not too late for them to come back. The reward is still attainable. Why? Because our God is radically merciful and radically generous. And it doesn't always make sense with him, especially when it comes to his mercy. It doesn't make sense to us with how much he loves us. It's truly impossible to grasp how much God loves us and desires to be in a relationship with us. No matter when we come to him, he is there. And so St. Matthew, he knew this. He knew that his reward, well, was more than a denarii. It was more than all the amount of money in the world. The reward was eternal life with him. And it was not going to be withheld from him because he came at a later time. He heard that call from Jesus. He finally followed him. And that reward, it's there for him. And it's there for us. If we truly come and follow the Lord. My brothers and sisters, I know I'm preaching to the choir. You're here tonight. But this message has to be spread to other people as well. It's not too late. God is merciful. He is generous. And he wants them to enter into this relationship. He wants them to come and experience this love. This love which is unexplainable sometimes. And why? Because he's our God. Because he's our Abba. He's our everything. And so we accept that invitation. And we help other people as well to come and realize the love that God wants to give each and every one of his children.